Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Flying Solo. So today, I wanted to talk about a topic that I've been discussing a lot with my friends actually. And I'm actually doing a speech about for my um, honors rhetoric class. So yeah, so the topic is like consumerism in America. And not only that, it's also about how things in America... Like how the American dream has kind of molded us in the way that the, that our society and corporations want us to be in order for them to kind of like control our consumption patterns and what we do and how we do it. So if you think about it, the American dream, right? When you think of it, you think of suburbia, you think of big houses, nice cars, you know, white picket fence and you know two three kids happy marriage and that has been the dream for many people and it's the one that is most advertised and we didn't really have that until after the industrial revolution and that is actually when these corporations started to build their empire so after the revolution that's actually also when we started getting suburbs what happened was they needed to stimulate the economy and they after world war ii they finally had like people who wanted to feel like security safety and they were just very vulnerable people so they began to promote this idea of consumerism and security and having your best life now so you know a hundred years later not 100, but like, you know, 50, 60, 70 years later, what do we see? You know, we look on Instagram and there's just people flexing their vacation, flexing the fact that they have a Lamborghini or like telling them like, I've been invited to this like high society event. And it's all just people showing off. And what happened actually is there was a switch in what we prioritize as people because before the um before the world war ii and when these mega corporations started to advertise so heavily people were generally like just like kind of like helpful humble they had values and concrete like you know kind of like kind of like the christian values you see today and that is not to say that other religious values and the people that have values today aren't um good or morally right that is not what i'm saying however a lot and a majority of people did have these values set in service in um in being humble humble and just yeah basically that's what people valued but what happened was when they shifted these ideas that you needed to get the house and you needed the car people began to compare themselves they compared themselves to their neighbors and just they always were competing with other people and when you become competitive like overly competitive you stop wanting to help other people because you want to be better than them why would you help your enemy so people are now seen not as friends not as anything else other than competitors so what does that have an impact on us 
What happens is people's values are decreased, and people are now obsessed with self-interest. What works for me works for me. I don't care if this is hurting you because it is helping me. So it's kind of also like the hermit in like uh, the hermit crabs in a bucket. How they are instead of all working together mutually to grow towards something, and or in that case to get out of the bucket, every single one will pull each other down, um, and so none of them can get out. And that's honestly, as you look in society, that's what it's being like. You look at the relationships and the friendships and the culture that we're in, and everything is so shallow. You look at cancel culture, for example. A person made a mistake 10 years ago. Let's say they said um, an offensive joke, right? And, you know, they apologized for it many times. However, if it's like retrending, they will get canceled. Meaning like they will literally like, they will literally, um, you know, make sure that their career is over. And what does that promote? Like, what is that? Does that promote growth? No. Because when you tell people, when you go online and you, you have cancel culture, you are telling people it really honestly does not matter if you grew or not because we're still gonna like make sure that your entire life and career is gonna be affected by mistakes that you made a very long time ago. So if you grew or not, doesn't matter because we still hate you and you'll never be enough. So when you hear this and let's say you're an ignorant person, right? Maybe you're racist, homophobic, misogynistic. When you look at that and you see people being canceled for things that they did um, years ago, despite the fact that maybe they have had a change of heart, are supporting communities that they once belittled, when they see that, they're like, what's the point of changing? What's the point of changing? I am stuck in my beliefs and no matter what, I'm going to get judgment. So might as well stay as who I am. People are growing stagnant. You know, and because of this, and it all comes down to how corporations have kind of built that mentality. And by comparing people, comparing ourselves, and having our values in self interest, in shallowness, that is how our society is going down. And I'd like to say that. This is something that we could fix. Like, oh, we should just stop going on social media and we'll be fine. No, because if you look at friendships, not only in cancel culture, but just not regular friendships, because of that cancel culture, it's like your friend made a mistake, right? Instead of forgiving her, talking it out, you know, seeing what you can do, setting a boundary, maybe you instantly cut her off, you know? Maybe it was valid, but maybe there are times that it's not valid. And you're just like, can't handle toxic people in my life. But the majority of the time, you are viewing yourself as this like perfect like person that doesn't that that everything must go to me and nothing else can be for someone else. And when you do that, like you lose meaning and meaningful relations. Same with like boyfriend and girlfriend or like marriage 
instead of working things out because we all let's like, like let's let's talk about it when you're sorry my dog is like whining <laughs> but when you're in when you're married right you make that commitment right and you make a commitment that you're gonna like love this person like until well until the day you die or you're gonna be with this person and support them that is basically what they're saying now when i say love i don't mean love as the feeling i mean love as the commitment to growth or the the support even when it doesn't seem right like okay not like that like this you're supporting them even though you don't necessarily feel the emotion of love and that's why you see so many divorces now it's not only just because the fact that we're now allowed as women to have divorces but also the fact that people don't really understand what love is they think that love is simply just like i have to feel great and awesome and like i'm in love with this person 24 7 and if i don't then i'm not success then i'm not this is not love this is not love when in reality like you're confusing infatuation with love and then you're like oh i need a divorce or i need to break up with this person but in reality like what is happening with this because of consumer culture is because People have the ability and the availability and the access to everything all the time right now. And that people start to think that they are entitled to these things, entitled to these feelings all the time. And that their feelings are always the things that should guide us. And although our feelings are very like valid and important part of like who we are, we still... And feelings are, here's the thing, feelings are oftentimes indicators of things that are going on within ourselves. However, what happens is when you use and only act upon feelings without thinking about it, without going back to your values and who you are and deciding upon what you're going to do about those feelings and emotions, that is when all the problems start arising. You're starting to act without thinking. And a lot of times there are like people who are like facts don't care about your feelings which is honestly kind of annoying like i hate when people say that because you know sometimes like things hurt you know and like and sometimes it's just like oh there are horrible things that are going on and you know just because there are facts it doesn't mean that disregards like how a majority or like how how like a lot of people are feeling basically and yeah it's just kind of like when you see the depth of what consumerism is doing not only to our society but who we are as individuals and then take a look at this right you look at consumerism and the idea that is promoted is money money like you need to have money because money is going to give you stability. Money and materials is going to give you status, recognition, appreciation, love, attention. They market this to what humans need. Humans all need to feel appreciated, loved, supported, um, stat- like not always status, but a lot of people crave that. So they market towards those 
like securities that people need because that's what people are craving security so instead so it's like you know on the corporation part is genius you know because people are always going to be relying on that because you know they're not taking the deeper thought and thinking how are my purchases how is this impacting my inner being is this truly what i want is this truly what i need or is this something that society tells me I need, so therefore I want to have it? So when corporations do this, it's kind of like people become blind to what is going on around them. And for the most part, we don't think it does have we don't think it has anything to do with us. But when we have that idea being perpetuated that we need money and a lot of it so that we can buy all these things it starts to impact how you think and we already said that um the values have changed and people's like perception of life has changed as well um but another thing that is changing is how we view our careers when when you let's say okay i'll take a personal example i always wanted to do things to help people like i don't know why that's just what i want to do right but then my parents were like listen that's all fun and games right but whatever you do like make sure you're making a lot of money so like if you're not getting a lot of money out of it maybe you should switch careers maybe you should do a stem stem program even though maybe you don't like that it doesn't matter because you'll be making a lot of money and money is freedom and money gives you happiness. And we hear this like phrase like money doesn't buy you happiness all, all the time. But do any of us like actually think it? No. Because there are certain securities that we do need for, with money, which is like food, shelter, water, you know, proper clothing, like access to things that we need. But there comes like a point where you kind of are satisfied but the thing is corporations and stuff are making us unsatisfied constantly we are constantly looking for stimulation even though we are overstimulated because we're addicted to it there's like a high that comes by when you get like a like a new um new piece of clothing like new makeup because when you put it on you feel expensive like you feel like you are like I hate to say, like, better than people. Or, like, you, like, feel good about yourself. And this is the only way in your mind that you know to feel better about yourself. But in reality, you're, that high is short-lived. Because in a month or two, that bag is now, like, last season. You know? And now you have to revamp. You have to go further. Continue. Go on. And just keep buying. Keep buying. And all that matter, like... You, you are like addicted. You're just addicted. And the way that this is shown, not just through citizens, but also in our society, like in our architecture. If you look at, um, oh, pardon me. I forgot. Um, about the careers. People now, because of their careers, they choose something they probably don't want to do or don't really have a passion for. And then the corporations hire them, right? And then they literally overwork them. 
they're always like efficiency is key efficiency is key you have to like do this they are like cranking them out like machines and these people are just like struggling and like who can blame them who can blame people for being depressed when they have to work nine hours a day constantly working constantly like alert then they come home have to make food go to bed somehow spend time with their kids and relax then and then do it again the next day and only having two days to relax and maybe on those two days you know the kids have extracurricular activities they're just americans are just like overstimulated and this idea of efficiency is always always on the back of our minds Hi, so sorry guys. So my audio got cut off on the last one because someone called me while I was recording. So then like Anchor was like, nope, I'm not going to let you keep recording. I don't like that about Anchor, but it's whatever because, you know, got to do what you got to do. Anyway, so as I was saying, um, in the last episode, I was kind of describing how the efficiency of people and like this obsession with efficiency is causing people to just hate life because when you think about it how are we wired to be if you look at like paleolithic times what were we doing we were hunting we were on the hunt you know hungry for a couple days you know motivated by food And then when we got the food, we feasted, and then we just, you know, chilled. And then we relaxed until we had to go and hunt again or collect berries. It doesn't matter what it is. So then what what do we have now? What we have now is that it's just a schedule. There is no time for us to relax. And when we do have time to relax, we're addicted to our phones and we are still stimulating our brain while trying to relax. We don't have time to just sit and enjoy the presence of just being alive, you know? Or like thinking, sitting in your room and having a good like think about what your life is. And honestly, like for people like me, that's essential. And honestly, it's essential for everyone because if you're constantly in motion and never sitting still and thinking about not only about your life, but just the world, how things are, even just like existential questions, you can't really form yourself. You're just a machine, you know, you're not a human anymore. You're just cranking orders out. Whether those orders are from you or someone else, it doesn't really matter. So, the efficiency is just ruining us. And if you look, this is honestly just a problem in America. Because when you look at other, uh, well, not just America. I I believe in like places like China and and Japan are highly competitive as well. But I know from a European standpoint, if you look at how they work, it is so calm. They like go to the office at like 9 instead of you know 6 30 7 o'clock 8 and they have like an hour lunch it's very calm there okay like yeah they have stuff to get done and they would like to get it done but they are not obsessed with unrealistic deadlines and these like pro- oh my god pardon me they are not like with these protocols 
that are just obscene. You know? It's a very, like... And honestly, Europe has inspired me to even make this um, episode. Because um, one thing that I notice about Europe is that everything there has its own beauty. Like, you go within, like, 30 minutes of a place. Let's say you're in Germany, right? You go within 30 minutes of a place, and it's a new architectural design. And everything there is beautiful. Even, like, simple things have beauty in them. Because when you're not always efficient, what happens is you begin to, like, see, and you begin to think and look and understand the beauty of things because you're noticing it you're noticing the small things you wouldn't notice if you were in a rush and maybe efficiency in terms of money you maybe it might cost more but it's more beautiful to look at it's more admirable like if you take a look at america right any town you go to they all look the same You know, maybe the only difference is churches. But if you start looking at the churches, they're the same way. There is no just, like, prettiness anymore. Like, you go to the store, it's a box store. Everything is rectangles, okay? Everything is bright neon lights so they can catch your attention. Everything is just too much going on. It's always just, like, boxes, 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 bright lights, You go inside of store, just aisles, aisles. Everything is so predictable. Nothing has like a like a nice pattern. Something it doesn't really stimulate your brain in the sense of like creativity and stuff. It just stimulates your brain because it's how people want you to buy their stuff. And everyone is so obsessed in America with buying stuff, with the idea of buying something. And you know, for people who are so obsessed with buying, their their um the the interaction between the customer and the seller is horrific. You know, because they don't care about you. They don't care about you. They want you to just buy their stuff so they can get rich and the people with them can get rich. Whether that means they can exploit you, make you addicted, use your money, scam you. A lot of these corporations don't care. And, you know, whether they have to exploit workers, you know, go to other countries and just take from their economy or pollute their environment. They don't care because money is what drives them. And how sad is that? Because back in the day, you could see, like, they, like if you go to, like, old settlement places or like people that like recreate how life was once was before you know like in like the 18th century 19th you see like people had their own stores you know and they cared about their customer like if you were for example a cobbler right and you were making shoes you made sure those were the best shoes you ever made in your life because you want that person to have a good experience with your shoes you want that person to like to have like a great set of shoes like never before you always were trying to outdo yourself not because you wanted money well part of the reason was you needed money but it wasn't the whole reason you know there was also like an inner drive in you 
to make great shoes or make great jewelry or provide a good service, make the best like knives that you needed. And now none of that is there. No one cares. They, everything is just mass produced, identical, and just meaningless. And it's like, it's because of efficiency. Because obviously, let's say you're making like knives back in the day and then knives now. You know, to take a knife now probably takes like, I mean, I don't know, but I'm assuming less than a day and I would think less than an hour, right? And yeah, they all look the same. I guess they're nice quality, but there's no like love in it. There's no uniqueness. Back in the day, maybe it took a day or two. However, like the way that they did it, it was intentional. It was like carved or not carved. It was like um it was specialized you know even if they were all the same they were all uniquely different and when you got it it was like meaningful because you know like the person took their time making it and you are gonna value it the same way the guy valued it when he was making it and there's like a connection a trust that is made between the customer and the seller when it's like genuine making and you see that with small businesses you know you see how happy people are when you buy from them not because you know you're giving them money but also because it's like there's someone who took a chance on you and they are using their money maybe spending a little more to get your product they believe in your product and that is just such a great feeling that we're all missing out on now and although it's not efficient no but there's a bigger sense of satisfaction because your integrity as a buyer is a lot better because you're not buying from people who have been exploiting workers and yeah it was you know four dollars instead of 20 but your integrity is lost you know like you are supporting people who don't care about you they don't care about anyone else but themselves but when you buy from a a small business or a business that actually matters about or or actually cares about their product and their customers not only do you have that integrity that you know and you're supporting someone who is trying to make like a difference in people's lives and it might be it might cost a little more however your integrity is still there when you do that because you just know you just know where it's coming from. You know where the supplies have been. And it can up, like, it's just more human, less processed. And our lives right now are extremely processed. You know, everything, even our food. We used to just have, like, a selection of, like, like this is where the, this is where the berries are. Or, like, this is the fruit of the season, you know. No offense, we don't have any other fruit because it's not the season for it. Now you go to the store, you got every variety of everything. And it's like, that's nice. Don't get me wrong. You know, I love mangoes and I would love to have them all year round. But the integrity of that fruit is not even there. You know what I mean? Because it's like outgrown from a different season. Like it's like you are like manipulating the fruit with like GMOs and stuff. It's like at everything and it's processed and i don't even know it's just like sad it's sad i wish i wish for a simpler time because 
I think it's honestly also the rise of media. Media is literally destroying us because you just have the instantness, the the I need it now is so much more exemplified now. Because although people still had that like need to like for like instant gratification, it wasn't really produced much. So, you know, that like feeling and need for everything now dissipated. You know, people had more patience back then and they understood that like with patience comes great things but we don't have that anymore so yeah that was uh, my efficiency bit and how efficiency is kind of ruining also it's like a part of consumerism that is kind of destroying our lives and the thing is when i say like it's destroying our lives like i don't mean like i mean it's like a very like on the low you know like, yes, it's not like a very, like, ah, in your face, like, I'm gonna kill you kind of thing. But rather, it's just kind of like the emotional, mental capacity that we have. And I just want to let you guys know that despite the fact that we do have these things in our society, there are a lot of things that we can do to fix it. And in future episodes, I will touch upon those, like, solutions but I just like wanted to let you guys know so you guys aren't like left with this podcast and are like, oh my gosh, like life is meaningless. We live in a like society. Like so yeah. Um that concludes my little two-part episode of consumerism. I'm going to update that as a topic I'm kind of like really fond about. So I will be updating it. So yeah. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you guys so much for watching. And, um, let me know if you'd like to hear, like, if any, if you guys have any suggestions, that'd be perfect. Okay. Thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Everyone, welcome to my podcast. This is Solomia, and today we're going to be talking about this education system in America and I'm extremely passionate about this subject because it is something that is affected my life my friend's life and like everyone and I just like would like to show you guys like a new perspective and you know show you guys some problems that we actually are facing nowadays so my main concern with school in America is how extreme it is For example, when my parents went to school in the Soviet Union, they didn't really work, like they worked hard, they did their homework. However, it was no more than 30 minutes to an hour for the entire class, like every single period of class, because they had other activities that they encouraged them to do, like sports, music school. There were like, um, there were just a bunch of like extracurricular activities that you could do and that they offered for free. And I know it's like, it's because it was like more of a communist like type, like society there. However, they still had these extracurricular activities. And it was like, yeah, although they didn't have straight A's in their school, a lot of them, because in order to get straight A's you would have to do extra assignments and like no one did that back in the day as my mom described 
my mom still went to college and became like a really successful engineer in her field she's just like she is same with my dad like he like went on to college and he's just successful now in america and you look at it now and what do you need for an engineer degree you like listen to like testimonies of people who are in like an engineering major and they literally all if you notice like every student nowadays wants to kill themselves and i'm not even being dramatic right now this is just like reality because why okay let's take the dynamic of a child right first of all humans in general cannot sit for long hours all the time every single day five days a week why not because if you take if you like really think about it humans are technically mammals slash animals right what animal even if it's not as advanced as what animal just sits and does nothing like literally does not move and does not do anything yet is stimulating their brain and working extremely hard no animal is doing that you know what i mean animals like walk around do their thing like you know like eats like whatever animals do and that might sound like a silly comparison but at the end of the day our brain is still hardwired in that like survival like wilderness type um like pathway right so when you put children in these extremely hard classes and overstimulating classes overworked classes what do you expect like what do you expect from these children the fact that there's a rise of people um of children with adhd and stigmatizing them and saying like and discouraging students and being like you are not smart enough because you can't memorize this you are literally degrading one of the like most helpful people to our society like everyone in their own way is helpful and productive to our society right like no matter how meaningless it may seem but these people who may like be hyperactive and and creative and like want to do a bunch of things and they don't want to sit down they may be like the people in our in our society that are starting things you know like they begin the invention of something they begin a concept while other people who like to sit down and finish something all the way to the end can be the people who carry that you know but when you to get rid of these people and you get rid of the creative people in our lives and you tell them like you are honestly like a you need pills and adderall and destroy your liver in order for you to focus and do a worksheet that means nothing can you believe it like we are literally poisoning our bodies so we can like what for what reason so you can complete an assignment like really think about it you're taking a substance that is detrimental to your body for long periods of time so you can complete an assignment at the end of the day when you like die does th- do you think that assignment would have mattered that much it's like we care so much about s- homework and it does not even matter it does not matter i understand simple homework for example like if you're in a math class i do think like for me 10 to like like 5 to 10 problems just so you can like make sure you understand that's completely understandable or like having to do an essay right but then just like 
spreading it out, you know, like, oh, work on it like this, like this, like this, you know, or like little small assignments that don't take more than 10 minutes. Those I feel like are beneficial. Same with science, history, a little reading, a little this, but it's like when you literally like obsess with it, it's, that's what happened. Like our curriculum becomes overwhelming. Who can do school, stimulate your brain for eight hours and then after school do four hours of homework and then still simultaneously maintain a social life? And they're saying, well, you don't really need a social life. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Do you know how many people literally like require social life in order to feel happy, to have that support network of your friends? And I just don't understand how this is going to sound so bad, like how people can be so dense, like when they think of this, like students and people are not machines. Okay. They're not at all. So I don't understand why this like obsession with being the smartest, like, like being the smartest is so prevalent because if you look at Europe, um, I remember when these French exchange students came, they don't do that stuff. Like they don't overwork themselves like that. And it's like, why like like why are we doing this to ourselves and i i mentioned this briefly in my other episode but like today i want to dive even deeper it's just like it's just toxic because why why are we doing this to ourselves and the thing is that no one actually like cares because you see like a lot of students are actually like committing suicide and it's like I don't understand, like, why there is no one taking action for things like this. And then, like, for example, our school, uh, we used to do this thing called Wellness Wednesday, right? And it's in the middle of the week because of the pandemic. We have, like, a day of rest and only your AP classes meet. And it was honestly amazing because, you know, when you're on the computer for eight hours a day, it really hurts. And then you have to do homework on top of that. It's just stressful, Okay. And yeah, I know this pandemic has been here for six months. However, how are you going to compare that to like living 17 years of like normal school and normal life? And then all of a sudden you have to just adapt to like the computer life. How are you supposed to, how are you like just going to like be like, oh, they don't need that. And they got rid of it. They got rid of Wellness Wednesday. And I just, like, I am seriously, like, contemplating, like, writing an email and describing it. Because, like, yeah, there are people who don't need that Wellness Wednesday, you know? And they just want to go to school and learn more. However, there are, like, people who work two jobs because their parents lost their job and they, like, cannot support themselves. There are people whose parents are sick, who are, like, um, like, have pre-existing conditions there's just so much stress in this life even though we're at home there is no separation between school and um like your house anymore it's just the same and it honestly can make you go crazy like i like i just feel like always like i have the opportunity to do my homework i need to do my homework and it's like oh my gosh and like the thing is is like i just wish there were like ways that You could just reduce the level of stress and, like, the amount of assignments. And, like, you're not going to change the curriculum in a day or even a year. 
or 10 years, but it's just something that I think that we should all consider. And it just makes me sad. You know, it makes me sad. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I just want to say, like, we got this, guys. If you're watching this and you're in high school or college or whatever, I just want to say that you got this. And I know it's hard now, but, like, you don't have to base your life off this. Like, you are valuable not only because you're good at school or not good at school. Like, you are valuable just because you're, like, a living human being. And you deserve love and you deserve to relax and take a break sometimes and understand that there is a big expectation for student for the education system to put on these students and if you are one of the students who are struggling i want you to know that you got this and you are going to finish strong and i believe in you and you got this so that's the end of my podcast thank you so much for watching um yeah